I'm Ed Gross, and you're listening to CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. There are two kinds of sitcoms. One of them, the so-called joke machines, more concerned about punchlines than how they get to them. The others are when the humor arrives from character, with people we know doing or saying funny things. That's the best description for I Love Lucy. And it's an idea reinforced beyond just Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, William Farley, and Vivian Vance. There are supporting players appearing in a number of episodes that add to the reality the show is creating. On I Love Lucy, one of them is Elizabeth Patterson, who plays Little Ricky's babysitter Mrs. Trumbull, who became one of the most beloved members of the company, despite the fact she only appeared in about 10 episodes through the series' run. It only feels like she appeared on many more. This episode of the podcast, we're focusing on Elizabeth Patterson and the contribution she made to I Love Lucy. To discuss both, we've turned to pop culture historian Jeffrey Mark, who is also the author of The Lucy Book, a complete guide to her five decades on television. Her nickname was Patty Patterson. Nobody called her Elizabeth. She was one of those dames who had been on radio and been on the Broadway stage, and been in a million movies, but had never become a star. She was one of those wonderful, wonderful character people who was on everything. I mean, while she was Mrs. Trumbull, she was on The Adventures of Superman. I mean, originally, she was intended as a one-shot. And the script gives us very small pieces of information, of trivia. First of all, we know that she is upstairs from the Ricardos when they're living on the fourth floor. So we now know that the Mertz's apartment building is at least five stories tall. <laughs> That's true, yeah. All right, which means that Ricky and Lucy were walking up four flights of stairs to get to the first apartment they were in before she gets pregnant. They move downstairs to the third floor for the rest of the series. Hmm. Mrs. Trumbull is one or two flights up from them, and then the roof is above that. Right. They needed a woman who could be stern, but in the last scene could be warm and tender. And it takes a, a really good actress to be able to do that. Sure. And she was that. They cleverly wrote into the script, and I believe this was done on purpose. They gave themselves an out. The last thing she says is, poor thing, being left all alone, never happened again as long as I'm around. It gave them an opening that should they need to get rid of the kid for a plot point, and they used it often that, oh, the babies of Mrs. Trumbull right. to get rid of the child so that they could do a plot and like, aren't you leaving a kid alone at home during all of this? <laughs> right. They, exactly. they, they, they figured that out, that they were going to need a place to put the child so that the Ricardos don't look like bad parents, but that they can take the Ricardos away from the apartment without like if Lucy, Ricky, and Fred Neffler in a restaurant, where the hell is little Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, many times they said he's with, he's with Mrs. Trumbull without, you know, <laughs> that was great. Without her, without her even being there. Yeah, she didn't have to be there. They were off camera, you know, already doing their thing. Yeah. Which is why Mrs. Trumbull is such a well-remembered character, because she's referred to, like Carolyn Appleby is sometimes referred to, but not in the actual script. The two characters who appear most often on I Love Lucy, other than Lucy, Ricky, Fred, Nuffle, and Little Ricky, are the characters of Mrs. Trumbull and Carolyn Appleby. Right. They get more episodes and more screen time than anybody else. Patty Patterson 
actually does more episodes than Dara Singleton does as Carolyn Appleby. Um, yeah. No, she's in a lot, and she did it all the way through. She's in season two, season three, season four, season five, and season six. Because she was funny. Because she was charming. Because she was loving. Uh, they wrote a character with heart. Uh, another character who enjoys dropping in on the Ricardos because she gets a kick out of Lucy's shenanigans. And her acceptance of Lucy's wildness makes it easier to accept Lucy's character. The writing is so strong. Jess Oppenheimer created wonderful, wonderful characters. Right. Bob, uh, Carol Jr., Madeline Pugh, Martin Davis, and then eventually Bob Schulter and Bob Weisskopf wrote great comedy. But I'm often asked sometimes a little too often. Why isn't the Lucy show, why aren't the Lucy show and here's Lucy and life with Lucy as funny as I love Lucy? And uh, I'll give you the full answer. You can pull out of it what you need for this. Well, if you, if you take away Desi Arnaz and you take away Vivian Vance and Bill Frawley and you take away Jess Oppenheimer and you take away William Asher, who was the best director they had, the parts have to suffer a little bit. And then eventually you take away the, all of the original writers and Vivian Vance and Bill Frog. You know, so what was missing in every Lucy iteration was Jess Oppenheimer's ability to create characters with depth, characters with backstories, characters that had real relationships. They weren't just there. They were there for a reason. And they were written so that they are reflective of, of the Lucy character and add to it. Okay. So when they appeared, even though they weren't on every week necessarily, you knew who they were and you understood the relationships. Right. They weren't just there to make a joke and leave. We've all seen sitcoms like that where we know nothing about these characters. They're just there to go ha 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 and walk out the door. In the case of Mrs. Trumbull, the character, we know she's a widow. We know she's on a fixed income. We know that she can afford her own apartment, that she's not suffering financially. So we know that much about her. She's in good enough health to walk up and down five flights of steps every day to do whatever she has to do. And she's in good enough health to take care of a small child. Patty Patterson, the actress, had a wonderful very light Southern accent, a cultured Southern accent that added to the charm of the place. All of the other characters showed great respect to the Mrs. Trumbull character. That added something to them also, because we're seeing these four people who do crazy stuff, but they're respectful of their elders. They are respectful of a widow. They take pleasure in how much she's able to do at her age. And how current she stays with things. You know, they sort of shake their head and smile like, wow, this woman still has it. Right. Which makes us like them even more. That's what I mean by writing good characters. Mrs. Trumbull is funny. But she liking the Ricardos and the Mertzes and the Ricardos and the Mertzes liking her makes us like all of them more. Yeah. If that makes sense to you. It does. Because it's adding flesh and bone to these characters and making them more human, basically. And adding layers to them so that, so that they're not just cartoon characters. Right. 
it is, as, as you've read in my book, and you can mention my book if you want. I always do. That in, in later years, uh, the characters not written by Jess Oppenheimer, Bob and Madeline, and Schiller and Weisskopf are a little more flat. They're a little less fleshed out. Here's a good example, and I don't know, this is probably too much for your article, but when the Lucy show started, they made sure, without Jess, Jess wasn't there anymore, but Bob and Madeline and Sharon and Weisskopf were still there. They made sure in the first half a dozen episodes that we understood that Lucy was now a widow with two children, that Viv was a divorcee with one kid, that Lucy had a mother, still the Lucy character still comes from Jamestown. She still has a mother who lives there. Viv's only living relative is in Philadelphia, her uncle Ned, and that these two women met during World War II because they were both waves. That's a lot of information. That is. For you to understand how did these two ladies come to live together in one house with their kids? Why are they so close? And it adds the dimension that Vivian was the first divorced person in a sitcom. The writers wrote backstories and they filled the backstories in, in episodes by either making entire episodes around the backstory or just dropping in jokes about the backstory. So you knew who these people were. After all of the original writers went away, they didn't do that anymore. And here's Lucy. Whatever you learn about the characters in that first episode, six seasons later, you don't know any more about them than you did in that first episode. Right, because it's a joke fest rather than uh, uh, a character story, you know, character uh, humor. Yes, yes. And they stopped paying attention to backstories, which is how, for instance, on The Lucy Show, Lucy can talk about being a college graduate in one episode and go to her college reunion and two seasons later claim to be a high school dropout and has to go back and get her GED. Right. That's not paying attention to the backstory. So uh, they were very careful with Mrs. Trumbull that she was a consistent character, that she um, add to the other characterizations. Right. And she was a handy dandy, and you should probably use handy dandy because <laughs> that's from an episode, the handy dandy company, when Lucy was buying all their stuff. Okay. She was a handy dandy instrument to get little Ricky out of the way when they needed to write plots that didn't include him. So she was a utility character as well as a character that brought warmth and gentle humor and fleshed out the characters. Yeah. You know, she was not young. <laughs> no, I think she was like 77, I think, when she joined the show, right? Something well, like let's that. take a look. Let's look just, just so we are both saying the right things. Because one of the things I didn't do in the original book, which I am going to do in the uh, reboot this year that I'm writing, is uh, I didn't spend enough time talking about the characters who were who, this, the smaller characters, right. giving them enough backstory. And I will be doing it. Good. Okay. So she's born in 1875. So in 1956, when she makes her last appearance on the show, she's 80. Okay. So she makes her first appearance when she's about 74. Okay. There you go. Not a spring chicken. <laughs> no. 
born in Savannah, Tennessee, which is where she gets that lovely, light Southern accent. Right. In the 1920s, she was a regular on the Broadway stage. When talkies came in, they needed women who could talk. So people were being hired in the early talkies more for their abilities to speak well than for their looks. And because she'd had a Broadway career and had that wonderful, I'll think it over kind of accent. Right. They, they used her a lot, but she was already 51 years old by the time she got into films and uh, continued, just continued in huge films, playing really wonderful characters. And then she came in uh, to playing Mrs. Trumbull. Elizabeth Patterson is just one of many reasons that we love Lucy. We also hope that you love this podcast. We'll tell your friends about us and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.